What up? Welcome in, everybody, to Game Day Preview. It's a huge AFC North showdown, and we're here to give you all the information leading up to it. It's Brad Ward and All Eyes on Cleveland, obviously OBR, Jake Burns, OBR Film Breakdown. We're all here together. Brad, the tradition rings forward. What's up, buddy? What's up? Burnsy, I'm doing good, man. Massive game. Let's get into it. Massive game. Uh, this is as big a midseason game as I can recall for the Browns. Now, there was the end of the year, 2020, had to beat the Steelers to get into the playoffs Yes, type of game. This one is really, really big. Division implications for the Browns on the line. I'm going to be very interested to see how they show up in it. Let's talk about all the optics of the game, Brad. First, who is the coverage team? I think this is a Fox game, right? And this is going to be weird to see two AFC North teams on Fox. Yeah, strange here. Feels like this should be the uh, main CBS game. Uh, it is not. It is on 1 p.m. on Fox with Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, and Shannon Spake. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the crew. Not one we often see. Fox uh, at 1 p.m. Weird to AFC North teams. Very weird. Very weird. It's going to be strange to hear the different music. We're accustomed to that. Yeah. CBS music, Brad, but we're going to have to change our thought process on this. It would have been cool to have been at 415, you know? I can get down with the Fox the Fox theme music, though. The yeah. trumpets get me going. I got to be honest. Well, the CBS has some some scar tissue buildup. I talk about that all the time. Sure. I, we don't yeah. have great CBS Sunday music memories. Let's just put no. it that way. So maybe the no. Fox will do us up a little bit better here yeah. and, uh, and treat us right. Okay, right on. All right, weather. I think it's going to be pretty nice for a, mid, a mid-November game here, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I was out in it today. Here, we're, we're looking at similar stuff. It got cold today a little bit. I was at my son's game, but, you know, tomorrow in Baltimore, high of 55, mostly sunny, clear. We're doing pretty good for November. That's good stuff. Yeah, should be a nice sunny game. It'll be cold, a little chilly, but, yeah, you know, it'll be a really nice AFC North battle, whereas the weather could be completely sideways, as we know. Wrong time, wrong wrong season. You get around here, and even obviously on the East Coast too. So that obviously matters. Lately, we've been hitting on the officiating. Before we yeah. get to the officiating, I do want to do a quick update on all time. I did see that the Browns are now like like one in. I don't know if this is true, but they're like one in six against Lamar Jackson games. The only time that they have beat him uh, straight up is when they went in there with Freddie Kitchens in 2019 for that upset right. early in the season. So they have not beat Lamar very often. Some of the, the wins against Baltimore have come against backup quarterbacks now i think they beat him at home uh not last year but the year before but he left very early if i recall brad i think he got hurt and then that brought in uh is it huntley i think that's who it is so huntley yeah yeah, i think that they brought him so they technically started that game but didn't play much more than like a quarter and then obviously he's had some other games where he's been in and out like poop gate back in the day so that was uh yeah and when he left the game but uh yeah yeah, they haven't had much success against Lamar, so this is an opportunity to go there and try to rectify that a little bit. But otherwise, I think lately in the Stefanski area uh, era, excuse me, it's been relatively even. But I think all time, it's still very much tilt to Baltimore. Thirty six, thirteen, Baltimore, two of the last three. Uh, I think the they won the against the Lamar start. You're talking about the year that they had the schedule quirk, right? Yeah, uh, with the buy in between. I think that was twenty one. It was 21. Yeah. The, the Ravens beat them in Baltimore. Then Browns got them home a couple weeks home. later. Yeah. I think, like, I don't know if it was Miles who sacked him. Someone sacked him down near the end zone. The Browns recovered it. And I think that was a, I actually think that was a play. Lamar, sorry, Miles strip sacked him and returned it himself. And then Lamar got hurt on that play and then had to leave. And it was early. And the Browns ended up winning that game kind of comfortably, I think. What was the score of that one? Uh, it looks like they ended up winning 24 22 in that one. 
Yeah, that's right. Baltimore scored some late points. The Browns were up. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I'm looking at it myself. It was it was 24-6 at halftime, and then the, the Ravens scored 16 unanswered in the second half to make it closer than it needed to be. But yeah, Tyler Huntley threw for 270 in that game. That's a little blast from the past. We've been some of these are all running together with Kevin's yes. era here. So yeah. uh you forget you forget some of those here and there. But anyway, all right. So you have officiating information, not a well-known name here, but one that I think again. You know, we were talking ahead of the show. I see the face. I know who it is, but it's yeah. not a very well-known name. No, uh, Land. His name is Land, L-A-N-D, Clark, with an E at the end. He looks like uh, a Land. He, he looks yeah. like a human that would be named Land. Land right? Clark, yes. Uh, <laughs> not making say. this up. Nope. Uh, yeah, so, and, you know, we've had him only, he's only been a... Um, an actual head ref for like three years. So the Browns have had him three times total. Uh, a couple games worth mentioning. Last year's Texans game was the most recent time. And then they had him in the uh, no wide receivers COVID year, week 17 against the Jets. Was that 16 or 17? I forget how many games, what year they switched to 18. That's a good weeks. question. I feel like 21 was when they switched over to 17, so, but I could be wrong. It feels like so they get land once a year. Yep, they get him. All right, any any good information on some of his, uh, you know, just general data? Yeah, his trends this year. You know, I, I look for we look for the straight up stuff for our for our you know focus here. So, uh, home teams this year straight are uh, two and six straight up, which immediately is like, all right, sweet, right? You know, we're playing in uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. but the uh, and then you look over one more column, and uh, the favorite is. Uh, seven and one straight up so a little bit of a mixed bag there with land uh not much data on him elsewhere nothing from uh sharp uh analytics on him and they have everybody down except for him so right on okay so not much data kind of balances each other out with some of the upfront data but we'll you know hope for the best obviously maybe keep that trend alive for the home team struggling a little bit there so all right what do you got to do here brad everybody's waiting for it is your gambling pick your 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 parlays here have been money the last three weeks i think so we're going on a bit of a heater and i think you're going to yeah. follow a pretty strong formula so hit the people with the numbers you're seeing uh start with the spread and over under and then get to the parlay you like yeah so the the uh, spread is uh six and a half uh to baltimore minus six and a half which is a weird number they're, they they want you to take it right there you know you know what i mean they're not going across that pivotal number of seven which they are obviously wanting people to take that number, right? You know, or or bet against it because they won't go across at seven. So that's an interesting thing. If you're going to play the number, tease it across seven. Uh, Thirty-eight is over and under. Uh, a lot of people like the under there. Um, interesting note here: a lot of the bets coming in on Baltimore, but when I do- dove into the numbers a little bit more here, uh, the uh, money, some of the money. More of the money is coming in on the Browns, which tells you what that the sharp betters uh, are coming in more on the Brown side, which is kind of good news. They like uh, the points in this one, yeah. is what I keep gathering. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they like to take the points here. Uh, Browns uh, plus two thirty on the money line. Ravens minus two eighty five. Here we go. Parlay time. Uh, we're gonna follow pretty much same formula that we've been following. So let's go. We went to Njoku last time with catches. We don't like that this week. We talked it over. We like the yardage here. Uh, Njoku over thirty three and a half receiving yards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's leg one. We like this one. Uh, I like this one. Kareem rushing over 23 and a half. That feels like a really small number, right, Jake? 
I think they're going to play Kareem a little bit more in this one because they trust him more than the other two. So just a hunch in a game that really matters, they're going to give him some opportunity, and he's going to work a lot of those north-south concepts, and I think that's where the Ravens struggle a little bit more than the east-west stuff. So not not even really a big hunch play. I, I mean, Kareem's usually in the 30-yard territory, but that's kind of the angle behind that. Same with David. I think they're going to try to take quick throws to David away, but he's going to have one chunk catch that gets him where he needs to be for this one. Yeah, uh, that's why we go with the yardage instead of the catches there. Listen, Ford receiving yards, we've been hitting in the first quarter, right? So over 14 and a half receiving yards, uh, you know, no, that was sweat free last week. Easy one. So we're going right back to that uh, for the third leg here. Cooper's been hitting. The number's low. We're going to even go lower. Uh, it's fifth. Just get over 50 yards. Cooper receiving yards over 50. Uh, I like that. And then, of course, we've been killing it with the Hopkins over one and a half field goals. He's been hitting that just about every game. That's a one, two, three, four, five legger that gets you to 15 to one odds. Uh, if you're playing on DraftKings in Ohio, you get that 50% boost. We'll get you 22 and a half to one odds or plus 2250. $10 will pay out uh, $225. 225 Put that in your pocket today. We've been doing it lately. Listen to Brad. Trust me, I see the bet slips. He's the man. All right. So make some money. All right. We're going to be right back. Take a quick break. And then when we get back from break, we're going to talk about on the way out the door how the Browns get this thing done, what they have to do to actually win this football game, a really challenging one in Baltimore. We'll be right back. All right, Brad. Tough one, man. A lot of the metrics are not in the Browns' favor, missing two tackles. We'll see what their plan is for those tackles, how they're going to help them, what kind of situations they're going to find themselves in. A lot of the stuff skews to the way of the Ravens, but how do they get it done? In your opinion, we're sitting here 4.30, you know, checking in, talking about the game they won. What has to happen for them to win? Like, what are some absolute has-to-happen things? They have to find some success on the ground. Um, I think that is the first thing. So, uh, if you're not, if they are unable to run the football somewhat efficiently, um, and stay on the field and, you know, I probably lean into Bill Callahan and Stefanski's knowledge here to try to work this as best possible. But I think the best way you can help out these tackles, a, and your offense in general is to run the football. So that is like the big key to me is you've got to be able to find some success running the football to help the tackles out, A, uh, and to get this offense going and ease, kind of ease Watson into this game. Um, you'll take your shots when they're there, but I don't, you know, I don't want him to see him throwing it 35 times, right, if it's a, you know, an even game script. So heavy run, try to find success there, keep Lamar off the field as much as possible. Uh, and, and I think Schwartz needs to drop a butte here. You know, I really do. Like, you know, he puts together a terrific game plan. The guys go and execute it. We've seen teams shut down Lamar before. It takes a lot. It takes a discipline execution. But uh, if there's anybody that can draw it up and put it together, it's, it's Schwartz and these guys. So we'll see what happens. Do you, I know you wrote the pregame article covering this. What do you think of the man's own stuff? Do you feel like they should be playing a lot of man in this one? At times, I do. Um, they're not very good in zone. We know that, right? Uh, but I, I mean, I think you can play, listen, I think they can play some man to man when they're 
getting aggressive, right, when they're mm-hmm. blitzing. And other than that, they're going to have to figure out a way to play some zone because you can't have your back turned to him, um, and he'll run right he'll run right up behind, up there, you know, backside uh, all day if they do stay in man and you know the trends on lamar were he really struggled with man for through weeks one through five but has been much better the last four weeks against man to man yeah i think teams have carried that into effect and it hasn't been working for him so i'm, I'm curious if the browns who i don't think Test were him. were bad in cover three particularly um in the first matchup i just thought lamar made some unbelievable plays against it so I think you're probably going to see like a 70-30 split zone man. They're going to be very particular about when they use it, try to tie it to some pressure packages that they have in place. I'm with you. I think limiting explosives for Baltimore will be huge. They had two really big explosives to Andrews and Zay Flowers in the first game. And then obviously, you know, they, they they have to take care of the football. I mean... They're throwing themselves little parties, right? Last week, they they know they need to take care of the football better than yeah. anybody else. Like, I, I kind of go back. Like this to me feels like a game that's going to be pretty close. So, I go back to sort of like last year's game in Baltimore, where you know the punt return happened. That deep punt return from Duvernay took the ball down into the Browns' territory for an easy score, and then Jacoby Brissett in the start of the second half gets strip sacked. And it ends up being like, I think I, don't, I, I can, I haven't looked at the score. I should have looked at it before making my point, but it was like 20 to 16. It was really close. Yes. So like to me, the obvious thing here is the team that takes care of the football is going to win this game. Like not a doubt in my mind that if you win the turnover battle, the Browns will at least have a chance to win, right? Like if they don't win the turnover battle, they don't have a chance to win this game. Like they, they, they just don't. So you have to win the turnover battle. You have to create an explosive or two without giving up one. And then you just have to do all the little things, man. Like I, I think that taking care of the edge stuff, right? You know, you're not dealing with the world's most talented guys on the edge, Vinoy and often at times it'll be OA two, but yeah. obviously clowny. So I just think that if they can do the little things right in this game, Brad, like take care of sort of those minor details within specific plays and concepts. Yeah take care of the football to your point, run it a little bit. That'd be nice. Be able to establish themselves in some situations. Like we look at the game and it's third and eight often third and eight plus the Browns aren't winning it. They put themselves into those neutral situations. They got a chance. So I just think it's going to be a game of like doing the little things, right? Right. You know, taking care of the little things, making life as hard on Lamar as possible. And then on offense, catching a break on a few explosives and Deshaun taking care of the football, you know, above all else. That's what they preach, taking care of the football. So uh, it's it's less lopsided than people want to think just because lately the Ravens have been lopsiding some teams, right? I think the Browns' run defense is markedly better than some of the ones that we've seen Baltimore cut into lately. So I think the Browns have a real chance to stymie a team offensively that has been, you know, running out a little bit. If you listen to some of Baltimore's quotes, Brad, they, they're pretty confident. You know, yeah. they're they're pretty confident right now. So... I kind of like this is a weird way, uh, a weird sort of thing to say, but I, I like that they've blown out two of the last three teams. I like that they're feeling themselves a little bit. So um, I'm of the belief that there's a chance here where Baltimore feels a little too confident and the Browns have a chance to sneak in there and catch a team. Again, just not the, the Ravens. No, it's AFC North. It's it's a big game. They know that. But you just 
you overlook some details sometimes, right? So yeah. I think they that's got Cincinnati that's, on Thursday night too. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. We're again, both of these teams would love the first game of this. Yeah, right. They're both playing AFC North teams back to back weeks. They would love to get the first of these games, and um, yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. I think I think that there's a chance for the Browns to to sneak in there when the Ravens are kind of peeking their eye ahead at what everyone thinks is the best, the, one of the best teams in the division right now in Cincinnati. So let's hope the Browns can catch them at the right time, right moment. Yeah, quick point real, uh, that I mentioned in, in that same article about the man-to-man is, you know, last Mark uh, Andrews, of course, terrific. Uh, last time, five targets, five catches, kind of carved him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Browns went on a bye week and then used Delpit exclusively on Kittle in that San Francisco game. I wonder if they will deploy uh, Delpit in the same way here with Andrews and try to take him away that way. Something to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, a lot of man situations, it was Newsom covering him. And I know Newsom is kind of questionable to play in this. We saw them bring up A.J. Green. And Austin Watkins from the practice squad. AJ Green tilts toward a guy who can play the backup slot role a little bit, yeah. just in case Newsom's not right. So, yeah, I, again, to your point, I don't know what they'll do. I just felt like Newsom was a little outsized in those matchups. And uh, you know, if Andrews catches football, he's certainly got a lot of space uh, to be able to make somebody like Newsom struggle a little bit to defend him. So, I will say um, Newsom is not the best matchup. I would like to see Delpit get that draw a little bit more, but we'll yeah. ultimately just sort of see what happens there. But I like that matchup a little bit more. Delpit's got, you know, more size to sort of deal with him in a way that is more beneficial. So that's it. Anything else to add on the way out the door, Brad? No, man. Go Browns. They they got a shot here, man. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of people already kind of chalking this one up and, you know, making excuses before it even happened. They can win this game. Yeah, they can win this game. No doubt about that. They can certainly win it. It is uh, a game that I think, you know, smart people are liking the money on the Browns to to be the team to sort of cover here and, and at least take the points. I think there are people that know these games are typically close. The Browns hopefully keep it close, make a good game of it, and seize the opportunity late when it matters. And be no better time than right now for the Deshaun Watson return on the contract to start clicking in a little bit, right? So um, anyway, yeah, good stuff, man, all around. Really like it. I think this is a great opportunity for the Browns to prove that they belong in the rest of the AFC give themselves a chance to get back into the thick of this division. Excited about it. Excited to see where they are. They've been responding to adversity all season. So we'll hope that they're able to respond to the adversity again here and make a real game out of a team um, in Baltimore who's pretty hot, one of the NFL's best right now. So a uh, moment to rise up to the challenge. So for Bradford, for myself, OBR Film Breakdown, all eyes on Cleveland. We appreciate you being here. Enjoy a nice Sunday of football here. We've got an early game, so if you're listening to this early, maybe you're watching the not a great game. It's a little bit of a stink fest, Colts, Patriots, but it's nonetheless football on early for you. So enjoy that. Enjoy this one. We appreciate you again. And uh, on the way out the door, we always close with Go Browns.